A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This 
is business unusual. We are talking about renewal of the mind and you are saying that this is a season of transformation. Not that it is our first transformation journey. Every time we hear a new word, we always have to change or renew our mind. Every time you hear a truth in God, you must always come to this place of renewing your mind. Be transformed so that you can receive that new or present truth coming from God because God is not static. Now, every time we tell you that we are renewing our mind or we are being transformed, our principles are extracted from the word of God. Please get that clear. We do not use principles of men. We do not use principles that are not tried and tested. This is the word of God. And this is what God has said, live by the proceeding word from the mouth of God. So whenever you hear saying, listen, there's a principle of renewing your mind or there's a principle of how to change how you think because as a man thinketh, so is he. That's the scripture. That is the Bible. And that is where we always have to use the Bible to interpret the Bible. We will not stand here and come and tell you our own thoughts. We will not come and tell you, this is what the Bible says, but I think, but I, th I, I think there's another way to look at that. We don't do that. So when we talk about mind renewal, we are following the Bible and we are saying, God, may our eyes be open to see what you want us to see in this season for us so that we may be able to access your word and go into the next level with you. Now talking about strongholds, we are saying that we are bringing down these strongholds. We are destroying them because with strongholds, you cannot access the word. Last week, we talked about two things that make up a stronghold. The first one is arguments or speculations that are designed to justify why you are not going to believe in the word of God, to justify why you are where you are. Then there's a second one, which is lofty opinions. These are raised against your knowledge of God. The devil would not want you to know about God. The devil would never want you to know about God. If he can keep you ignorant, then of course he knows he's winning. Today, we are looking at the third one. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5. Bringing into captivity every thought to the, the obedience, obedience of, Christ. of Christ. Notice it's interesting, two words, captivity and obedience. Yes. So this is a very interesting concept. It's a concept, remember like we said in the last conversation, Paul is using things that people understand. Yes. They're under Roman occupation. Mm -hmm. So as he explains this, it becomes clear. Mm -hmm. So the concept here, bringing into captivity is the same term colonize. Okay. It's when you capture an enemy, after capturing them, you make sure every plan they had, every strategy they had is completely thwarted. Every scheme is spoiled every counter scheme is mm -hmm. dealt with but what you do is you now make them begin to comply to the way you want them to operate now remember you're talking about thoughts yes and when you look at that um, concept of colonizing yes taking these thoughts yes and bringing them into obedience saying listen exactly thoughts Mm -hmm. You cannot eliminate thoughts. There you go. But you can change how you think. Yes. So you're taking the thoughts and telling them, you've been going this path. Uh -huh. Now I'm telling you, this yes. is the path you will follow. Exactly. Does that tell you, you have to be conscious of how you think. For you yes. to bring them to obedience, yes. are you to, uh, for you to bring them to this place where they obey yes. the word, exactly. it means you have to consciously think. That means think about it. Yeah? If, if you had some thoughts that were bringing doubt, we're talking about this destroying them demolishing them okay bringing them down yes wiping them out bringing them to a place where they are captured mm. and now you turn 
disobedience to obedience. You turn okay. doubt to faith. So you can imagine how powerful that is. The same person, and this Paul mm. himself understands this. Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Mm -hmm. Yes. So he's explaining his own life. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He persecuted Christians. He wanted to kill them. That was his mission. Yeah. The same Paul becomes an apostle to the Gentiles. That is a true work of a thought being captured. Mm. So mm. much so that Paul begins to teach us that the law was until grace. Let's go back to that thing of Paul, where you're yes. saying that he was this kind of a person, Very military. transformed, yes. and now when he's transformed, when yes. even he speaks, yes. he speaks as though he never existed before. The term repent, mm. Jesus used it himself. Yes. Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come. The word repent means change how you think. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't say stop thinking. Okay. It says change. change. Now Paul when he talks of his credentials later, why is he using his credentials? Because nobody can believe this apostle mm -hmm. was the Pharisee of, of Pharisees. Pharisees. Yes. The top of Gamaliel's class. Yes. In other words, the PhD of the law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now he's telling you, the law has been nullified. Yes. That is a level of transformation that you cannot explain any other way. Mm. So by the time he's teaching you this, he's teaching you from a place of knowledge. Experience. Yes. This was him. But let me tell you sometimes why dealing with strongholds is hard. Mm. Sometimes we are more terrified of being wrong than wanting to be right. Hmm. Say that again. We are more terrified of being wrong. I would rather defend my being wrong. The thought that I could have hmm. been wrong all along hmm. is so terrifying, terrifying, yeah. so scary, so belittling hmm. that I'd rather stay with what I believe and refuse to listen to another option. So it's better I stay in this painful position, yes. stay in this place of lack, exactly. than accept I was wrong. There you go. There's, a, there's a whole concept yeah. that, that we deal with when dealing with people, why it's called that you have what you call a, a bias. Okay? Now, the, this, the biases that we have are so powerful, they say, that even when you prove to somebody they were wrong, mm. Mm. they'd still rather stay with their belief, even with evidence. Why? What's causing Because that? Yeah. people are terrified of having lived a lie. Mm. Then yep. you're telling me that I need to wipe out everything. This was the real confrontation between Nicodemus and Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me I must go back to my mother's womb? He wasn't talking about a biological thing. Okay. He's a rabbi. Yes. He was talking about, are you saying, with my PhD, as a teacher of Israel, mm. I should wipe out everything and act like I've mm. just been born, that I do not know anything. Is that what you're telling me? So I would rather stay with my wrong perception yes. or my wrong standing yes. than put it down exactly. and move to the right place. Another reason that people fight yeah. is because the fact that majority of people are like you mm. makes you not care to want another option. Do you know people can be terrified? It's been proven that people are terrified of doing well. Because they will lose their friends. Hmm. They will lose their environment. They don't know how to cope in the new space. And the reason you do that, you have become a master of coping with your problem. Hmm. Hmm. There's a way out of every problem. Yeah. You know where to borrow from. You know hmm. who to fall back to when hmm. things go wrong. You know what to do. You know how to survive this. You know how to negotiate with the landlord. You know, you've, got, you've mastered how 
to stay in a bad state. So this person is now like Nicodemus saying, yes. are you telling me to go back to my mother's womb yes. and move out of this place to a new place exactly. where I have to start new relationships? There you go. I have to know my the 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 area. Yes. I have to walk around and know my path. Exactly. I have to go and I mean, look at this somebody saying, yeah. I would rather stay where I am. Absolutely. That is wrong. Yes. Then mm -hmm. go into the a new place exactly. that is right. And how do you justify the stronghold? Mm -hmm. You justify it by saying Things are, not I am. Hmm. It's not me. I'm not the problem. Yeah. These are the way things are. Yeah. And because things are like this, therefore, therefore hmm. I don't need to make the change. Things need to change. People are waiting for things to get better. Things don't. Things are just things. It is people who people get, get better. better. Now, so we need to look at two key issues that reinforce this reality. Okay. The first issue is that there's this mindset that many have, and we've taught it this way. It's our way of deflecting the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That... Uh, we've taught and we supplied this whole scripture that we thought of cosmic level warfare. Like you said in the intro. Yes. Demons. Something in the territory. Yes. Something because of that thing. Mm -hmm. Africa. Because there's a poverty spirit in Africa, we are poor. No, we are poor. Therefore, our spirit has poverty. Hmm. It's the other way around. So we are always wanting to give this weight to something else, yes. to somebody else, to anything else, exactly. but not us. Yes. So we don't have this ability of saying, listen, let me just go back to the closet yes. and look at me exactly. and talk to me. Exactly. And that's what spiritual warfare calls yes. for. Yeah. Have so to talk there's to a you. principality out there. There are demons that have kept mm -hmm. us in poverty. There are these things that have kept us. They are so powerful. They're angelic spirits. And therefore, it's controlling geographic reasons. If you go into this region, this is the demon. Let me say something. Mm -hmm. And I want to use Africa specifically because spiritual warfare, and in this context, is very believable in Africa. Because in Africa, we have got something called superstition. Okay. Superstition came from the years, from, from our forefathers, where everything evil was was assigned na a nature okay so everything demonic sickness had a nature death had a nature nobody just died they were killed it doesn't happen to you somebody somebody poisoned you or somebody whatever somebody went to the witch doctor did something now when christianity came it was some people believe the white man's thing so over time we began to believe you know what even there there's some other demonic things they're spirits no problem, that's a different dynamic, but here's the issue. We now believe that there are demonic principalities over specific nations. nations yeah. And we forget that the nations we have were created at the Berlin Conference when the European nations were dividing up Africa. Okay. And they sat down on a table and drew a map. This is mine. This is mine, this is mine, this is yours, mm -hmm. this is mine, this is French, this is German, this is Portuguese, this is Spanish, that is English. Now, those are the territories we now call our nations and we now believe have spiritual beings and sometimes we believe God looks at us through those nations. So this is what we call our nations. Yeah. And um, of course, we have these prayer meetings where we bind the demons and of course another week, another conference, we bind the yes. demons. Yes. We have this activity where if you didn't bind the demons, then you did not pray. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So in fact, we have three tools according to that doctrine <laughs> yes there are three power tools this power these tools that we say are our weapons of our warfare. warfare and usually in this kind of teaching we are told those tools are prayer mm. fast no fasting prayer and decree those are the tools <laughs> all right now if those tools are as powerful as they should be then it begs the question who let the demons out <laughs> who let them out 
we prayed, we decreed, we fasted, we bound them. In fact, we use scriptures like if you want to get uh, take the uh, take the house, you must bind the strong man. So a he's totally bound. different context we bring into here, but that's a story for another day. But that's what we do. Mm. But then we still end up in the same situation. Mm. We end up with the same situations, the same problems. So you can now tell already just by testing. Paul here is dealing with something entirely different. Yes. As we are, what really Paul is saying, this whole issue has to do with the advancement of the kingdom of God. And the enemy is trying to stop the advancement mm -hmm. of the kingdom of God. of God. So let's ask, so who created that doctrine? The enemy. Of course. <laughs> there the is enemy. no more efficient way. You know, we say that. There are conversations <laughs> we have said before that there are messages that are actually motivated yes. or even initiated Designed. by Mammon. Yes. These messages will take you away from where you are going. Exactly. And now you're so busy because like what you're saying is so true yes. that how do you bind a demon today yes. and tomorrow the same demon, yes. you're binding it again. There you go. So who let it out? That's what you're asking. Yes. That's a good question where you have to ask yourself questions. And if you don't ask questions, then you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting yes. a different result. Absolutely. So mm. like we said in the last conversation, yes. in Paul's own place, we saw a whole progression of how he used this tool in Ephesus. Yeah. And we saw the result. We saw the issue of Diana and how Diana was brought down. Mm. So he's... Without fasting. Without fasting, declarations without prayer or and all decree, that. Yeah. With teaching. Mm. Mm. With dealing with ideas. So he was dealing with the yes. mind of the people. That was the key. So when you talk about yes. teaching, and yes. of course that is the one thing that the church doesn't want. When you talk about teaching, when you tell people sit down so that you hear the word of God, because it's only the word that can break you from the bondage of serving Diana yes. to a place where you serve God. It's only the word that can break you from serving Mammon to serve in God. It's only That's the one it. that can open your eyes. Exactly. That's the one we don't want. And that was the whole issue. So if we understand that, why would the devil do this? Why would the devil give us all these shenanigans? Because mm -hmm. that's what I'll call them. Yes. He'd have us, because there's nothing more effective mm. than to have us chase an illusionary enemy mm. that keeps us so engaged in chasing while the devil continues to rule the world unchallenged. Mm. That's the whole idea. So he's continuing to rule the world. The Bible calls him the, the God of this world. So this anti-kingdom ideas mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we've been given give us such a focus. We pray, we spend time, we, we, we declare, <laughs> but nothing changes. Now, how do we know that these ideas come from the enemy? Because now you might think we are also speculating. So we want to look <laughs> at some other scriptures that show us how the enemy actually attacks and that is why we have to be very careful not to create our own idea mm. of the enemy's model. That's why there's a scripture that says, for we are not unaware of the devil's devices. devices yes. Not unaware of the devil. Mm -hmm. We of are very aware devices. of the devil. But what you must not be unaware of is his devices or his strategies. Mm. Alright? So now let's see who creates these strategies. Ephesians 2, 1 to 2. And he and you he made alive, who are dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So what is it called? The prince of, of the, the power. power of the air. Mm. The ruler of misinformation. Mm. 
The one who gives you concepts and is the God of this world. But what does he cause you to do? He's caused you to walk in disobedience. Remember where we're coming from? Yes. Punishing all disobedience and turning it to obedience. obedience. But disobedience comes from what? Let's look at another scripture. Second Corinthians 4.4 4. Mm -hmm. Whose minds the God of this world has blinded who do not believe? Lest the gospel, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Whose minds he has blinded. Please mm. notice, he, his strategy is not to have demonic spirits in the air. <laughs> his strategy is not to have uh, uh, demons on a, in the hill, demons in the forest, demons in the... Uh -uh. Blind them so that they are deceived. Mm. So when you talk about here, whose minds yes. the God of this world has blinded? Exactly. That's the same mind you're being told. Renew, renew. because if you renew, yes. the light will come. Yes. So connect this back to Romans twelve two. Okay. Do not be conformed to this world. To be conformed to this world is to be blinded by the God of this world. Mm. So you're being blinded to the things of God, exactly. but your eyes are so much alert to the things of the world. Of the world. And that is where when the word comes, you yes. even argue with the word because yes. you're blind to the word, but you're open to what the devil is doing. Exactly. So when somebody says, listen, you have the power to create wealth. Yes. No, I know that people are broke because times are Hard. So I'm open to the things of the enemy, exactly. but blind to the things of God. Yes. That's so what do serious. I tell you? Yeah. You want wealth? Mm. Let us stand and decree. Mm. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us decree. I release wealth on you now. And let us. <laughs> Please do. <again>. Blinded. <laughs> How do we do that? Blinded. How do we believe that? Guys, so that you have this concept that everything spiritual is declared, mm. decreed, prayed. And so what have you been blinded to? The actual concept of how to create wealth, mm -hmm. but you're being blinded and made to think. That is why, for example, mm -hmm. we, we, we take a nice song that was written in all authenticity and sincerity, but it's not accurate. Yeah. Let the poor say, I'm rich. That's a principle. Is it? No. Mm. Let the weak say I'm strong. Yes. yes. Let the poor say I'm rich. No. There's no such verse. You don't say. You can't you, say you're you rich. Work. Where did that idea come <laughs> from? You work. God helps those who help themselves. And you see, if the enemy blinds you, you and go. you think that you should say you're rich, exactly. so now you stand up on a Sunday morning and declare that I am rich. Yes. And you've not asked yourself, I've been saying this for the last five years, nothing, nothing has changed. Yeah. So when you're blind, you don't even see what yes. you saw yesterday, what you said yesterday. Yes. You don't even come to this place of asking, listen, let's reason. Exactly. When the mind is blind, because this is serious, whose minds the God of this world has blinded? Yes. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Lest the light, lest mm. insight comes. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing? You end up exerting spiritual warfare from a position of ignorance. Mm. And that is why everything you're doing from that position is wrong. Yes. Because from that position, notice when the when the enemy blinds you, yes. the first thing you stop doing is thinking. And you've been exactly. saying this. But what will the enemy want you to say after that statement? Yes. You're telling us we don't think. So you're telling us we are foolish. Instead of saying, yes, we are. Absolutely. When it comes to the things of God, you've already been told, as long as your mind is blind, uh, blind you won't see what God is saying. 
So what do you call that? There you go. So the enemy now takes you. Remember what you yes. said the other day. The Bible says that your mind has been, the enemy has blinded, blinded you. Yes. Instead of that, you start saying, so you're saying, I'm foolish now, I don't see. You're like, no, stop deflecting. And Let's then, stay yes. on the word. Yes. And the blinding of the enemy is strategic. Mm -hmm. The enemy doesn't blind you by making you blind. Mm. The enemy blinds you from truth by giving you false truth. Mm. That's a blindness. That's a blindness. It's and I think sometimes also when you talk about blindness, you see there is the eyes, the physical eyes. Yes. There is the blindness of the physical eyes. Mm -hmm. Now believing that there is blindness of the mind. Yes. And that is when that we say that when you go to church and somebody says something and you don't even reason, you don't even ask questions, you don't even say, okay, stop. It's not in the Bible. There you go. It's not there. Where are you getting this? You don't question because your mind is blind so what is god saying listen the solution to a blind mind is renewal of the mind let me tell mm -hmm. you when this comes it is revolutionary yes let me give an example maybe 20 years ago if you had asked me how does god release the power to produce wealth i would have said we need somebody anointed to shout power to produce wealth receive the power now mm -hmm. And would have all said, Amen, I yes. receive. Yes. Not true. That is blindness. Hmm. The power to create wealth is an impartation that has to go through this thing called the mind. Yes. It has to bring insight, knowledge, understanding. The reason we do a master class hmm. on how to produce wealth is because producing wealth has got to do with changing mindsets. And that is the one thing we need in the church. Because yes. right now, if you listen to the to the to what is coming from the church oh my goodness all over the place is where you sit down give an offering so that you can increase there you go you need to grow your business give an offering mm. you need to do this give an offering and that's why we are saying that this kind of a mindset will keep you where you are and you will blame god and everybody looking at you be saying, no, listen, yes. they are saying, and exactly. God is saying, even me, I don't know what they are saying. And I don't know yes. why they Who are ascribing out to, they are ascribing it yes. to their Bible. Yes. It doesn't say that you have to work. For you to increase, you have to work. That's the difference. And there's a kingdom way to work. Yes. Now, those are all processes. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so what does the devil create? He creates a stronghold. So let's now give a stronghold another definition. Okay. A definition that, if you can hold on to this definition, then you won't really struggle with all the ideas of demonic spirits or upbringing or whatever. <laughs> Ultimately, a, a stronghold is a mindset mm -hmm. impregnated with hopelessness mm. that causes mm. us to accept as unchangeable a situation we know is contrary to God's will. Hmm. What I just said? Yes. In other words, your mindset is so full when, when you know the situation should change. I shouldn't be living in you hear a powerful word mm. god wants you to be blessed you like the idea the word is good but there's a hopelessness that rises in you immediately mm. Mm. and you say not for me it can't happen can't happen in this day in this age in this economy in this country a mindset that is impregnated with hopelessness yes i pray that if you're sitting there watching us you ask yourself is this me 
Because as the word comes, it comes to release us. It comes to shine light on us. Yes. Remember what we are talking about. That when your mind is blind, you do not even see. Why? Because the devil is saying, listen, I don't want the, sh- the light of the word to shine on you. Because yes. if you realize that, wait a minute, it's my mindset that is wrong. I need to change how I think exactly. about myself, about my job, about yes. people around me, business, work. I need to change. Yes. But the devil says, my friend. Keep it there. Exactly. Do you want to know if you have a stronghold? Mm-hmm. Simple. If you hear something God has said that you know should change in your life, but you do not believe it's changeable, that you'd rather accept your status quo, you have a stronghold. Mm. God has given us the nations. He's opened up the nations. When you hear that, what comes into yes. mind? Yes. When you hear we are going to the nations, mm. what do you hear? <laughs> you hear you guys are going. Mm, not me. I don't have a passport and I cannot a get a passport. And by the way, the situation if I is I unchangeable. Oh, guys, there is. I know what God know, is saying. Yeah, but He's not saying it about me. Hmm. That's hmm. a stronghold. Hmm. That's the power of a stronghold. I know I should not be living in this situation. I know I should not be in debt. I know I should not be in this situation. But but you know what? The way things are, notice where you've shifted to. Hmm. Not you. The way things are going, mm. the way things are, I'm checking out things. I don't think my situation. You see how you know, you start. Mm. So it's it's called the hopelessness sandwich. Okay. I wish I could change this. Yes. But the way things mm-hmm. you've moved from the bread, okay, me, okay, are moving. I cannot change. You come back. There's a sandwich. <laughs> so you're not moving. Sandwich. Because to you, something else must happen. For you hmm. to change. And that's why we hmm. even get concepts like, I am waiting on God. Usually, that simply means, I want something to change. I don't want to I change. I don't need to change. I love how you put it in one of the conversations. Yes. People who want change, but they don't want to, to change. change. They don't want to change. Yes. That's the problem. Hmm. So as far as you're concerned, this word of God is a powerful word. But my situation and that hmm. word, it's almost like God, you don't live in Africa. You don't understand you how things You don't work. understand what we are going through. And it's also like a negative pattern of thought that cripples your ability to obey God. So no matter what God says, it's almost like you have no power, yeah. no way, no capacity to obey him. Yes. It's a thought that cripples you. Yes. Now, if I were you and I hear this, I'll go back and say, Lord, shine your light on me exactly. so that I see me. Exactly. Because you said something earlier. There are people who would rather stay where they are, yes. even though it's it's not pleasant. Yes. But me accepting that that is wrong. That's a big thing. The only reason that makes you not accept is because your mind is still blinded. Now, if you if the light of God can shine on you, the light of God comes with love. Absolutely. Listen. And that love causes you to break out of where you are. It is easier to believe mm. that it is the will of God for you to be poor. Mm. Mm than for you to be prosperous. So, when God tells me that I want to take you to a place of where you have no scarcity of bread, a land that is flowing with milk and honey, you're questioning that word. But if somebody preaches and says, listen, it is good to be poor because you will see God. Amen. You accept it. Yes. You fortify. You're regularly fortifying. You're picking new and more and more pieces of bricks to make your wall thicker and thicker and thicker. Over time, the repetition of what you're going through, 
the rehearsing of what you're going through, the connecting with the people who are going through the same thing. Yeah. After some time, you come to an acceptance that this is the real. And even if you meet somebody <laughs> who has done well, do you know how your mind thinks? How long will a good last? Mm, it's not because good default is bad. Mm. You remember when we started this conversation? Yes. And we used to say that um, the very first time when people would come and say things like, you know what? People are saying mm. that, okay, let me first of all say the statement he made. Yes. That if you go through the Bible, you won't find anywhere God is addressing the poor. Yes. But he's addressing the rich about the poor. Yes. Tell the rich to help the poor. Yes. He's not addressing the poor. And then somebody says, they are saying that God doesn't talk to us. Okay, let me ask There's you. your position right Unless there. you're blind, in the mind, not in the eyes. Yes. How do you accept a position called the poor? And you identify with the poor exactly. such that you're saying God has not talked to us. You've yeah. taken that position, I'm poor. There so you're is. talking about me. There it is. How can somebody do that? How can you enjoy being in a position where we are telling you, look for that scripture in the Bible, there where go. God yes. addressed the poor? Just don't, don't debate. Remember what I said <laughs> in the last conversation? Yeah. Ad hominem. Mm -hmm. Don't come from a place where when you hear something you don't like, mm. you attack the one who said it instead of checking if it is true. Mm. Check. If you find it, please send me the text and say right here, this one. God you said to us. God talked to us. Here it is. And then let's check what he said. Mm. That's going to be the most interesting part of it. So these are the things we need to understand. Now, how do we people arrive at this place called a stronghold? What causes it? Many times it is burned into your mind. Now, I'll use the concept of burnt into the mind. We were talking about it the other day. We said that the funny thing about the human mind is this. When you go through a traumatic experience, a painful experience, your mind records it in detail. It's like, it's like you stop there and stamp it into your brain. Mm. Yeah. Why does the mind do that? If you think about it, how come you remember more traumatic experiences than good ones? Mm. Think about it. Yeah. If I was to tell you to tell me about things that have happened to you in the past, you'll tell me a lot more things that happened to you that were terrible. And if you tell me good things, you will gloss over them. And between, if you tell me, sorry, yeah, if you tell me a terrible thing, you will become even emotional. And between two terrible things, yes, good things happened. But you don't remember them. No. Why? Because the brain works like this. Mm. In survival mode, the brain is recording it to say, "May this never happen to us again." So if you don't have red for example yes. and the landlord is now saying listen i will kick you out i will bring the auctioneers i will bring that is a situation and assume there. it actually happens to you in that moment is yes. what you're calling survival now yes in that moment yes okay and let's assume mm -hmm. it actually happens all right let's you assume auctioned. you are auctioned okay your mind will record it in detail because you don't want to come back here exactly okay and now your mind will live in fear of it coming again mm. we think that is called sense so when you live in fear of this, it's almost like you're permanently running away exactly. from this experience. Throughout. Now, I'll do anything. Yes. I'll join any business. Yes. I will do whatever it you takes. You take risks. You Meaning make mistakes. your life is permanently on a run away from something. Thank you. Not into anything. Yes. But you're running away from the auctioneers. They'll never come yes. to me again. So if you come and tell me there's an opportunity of lifting our phones and money will come, you lift. You take it. Because anything. this... 
is making you run away from where you're coming exactly. from. If somebody comes and tells you, listen, and I'm using this and pun intended in yes. Kenya right now, if somebody comes and tells you fast so that you can go and meet God, there you're not you going go. to meet God because you love him. It's because you're running away, from, away trauma. from trauma. There you go. That is the only thing that can explain how somebody can fast until they die. There you go. They are doing it to go away from something. The thing that is chasing them is so strong. That the place they would oh. rather go is better and override any pain. So we start living like that. So even in normal lives, you do not change your status in life. Some of you remember we talked about the parasite spirit. This is how it works. You will rather live. You, you, your, your income is okay. Mm -hmm. But you'd rather live poor. Lest something goes wrong and you have to downgrade. Mm, mm. So you, you leave your future in advance. You're downgraded. Permanently. You're not going to change. Out of fear of a future that may never happen. You remember when you talked about the spirit of fear? Yes. And you said this is a giant that we need the to deal with. And you need to deal with this giant. Yes. And this giant is within. Now note yes. what you're saying. Yes. That yes, I have money. Yes. But the fear of changing my life. Something and then go something goes wrong and I have to come back. I would rather stay I'd here. Rather stay here. Now there are other fear. people who, who don't know God. Oh. Their model of not going back is being corrupt. Hmm. I will never Doing go anything. back. I'll do whatever it takes to never go back. Hmm. It's another pathway. Yeah. So we are seeing how strongholds built. So that's one way strongholds is built among believers. Okay. Most believers' strongholds are built through a traumatic experience. In other words, the reason God tells you, in everything give thanks, not for everything. In everything. Even though you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear not. Look at the focus. Give thanks. By the sword and the, your, 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 rod. your rod and your staff, they protect me. What is the focus? I'm in the valley, but what am I focusing on? Mm. Not the valley. Not the valley. The so road. I'm not thanking God I, about this place for this yes. place. I'm thanking God because even though I go through. Exactly. Why? Because I know I'll get out. So that when I have exited, mm. I will remember the Lord's road, not the valley. Mm. Please say that again. Please say that for this person who is so scared yes. of moving on even though God has come through exactly. for them. But they are stuck because in the valley. Yes. I might go out of the, the valley. Too much on Things what get worse and I come back. So you are saying in yes. the valley, yes. focus on the road and exactly. the stuff. Yes, the and stuff. here where the problem is, yeah? is that if you focus on the trauma, mm -hmm. you are doomed to repeat it. Mm. Because your mind is playing the always. pictures of the trauma. Yeah. You're creating a future using your past. Mm. You're permanently thinking about what went wrong. You are planning for something to go wrong. Mm. And that's why, again, I bring up the master class where we talk about debt and we talk about um, uh, bills and so on, if you're not careful, the fear of the past will be repeated because you'll keep trying to avoid what happened to you and you'll make more mistakes and go right back to what happened to you because where your brain is focused is where your life is heading. Mm. So you're always reposting the chaos forward and you say, why do I go through the cycles? Mm. Why does this happen to me all the time? So you're permanently looking back Taking the memories of your future, of exactly. your past, yes. throwing them into the present, exactly. you meditate on them and create a future. When you go to the future, you meet this again. Exactly. And like you're saying, somebody will be like, why is my life like this? There you go. Why do I keep because of your mind? Like you're saying, yes. your life yes. is a sum total of your thoughts. So if your thoughts are permanently going to the past, 
picking all the trauma, the exactly. bad things that happened. And those uh, things that happened, remember we said what? We see in pictures. There you go. So all your pictures are of the past are framed. There you go. You bring those frames to your present and that is what you're looking at every day. That's what you're talking about every day. That is what you're rehearsing every day. This forms your future. Exactly. So you meet your future. Yes. There's, a, st like your past. there's a statement in the book of Job that is very telling. Job says, the thing I feared the most mm. has come upon me. A righteous man. The past caught up. The thing <laughs> I feared the most. The most. Mm. So the fear created a future. Mm. Now, some of us, that's where it comes from. So what are we saying? When God starts dealing with you, he begins telling you how to get rid of that past in your mind. Be yes. renewed. The fact that it happened to you before is not guaranteed to happen to you again. But if you keep thinking about it, you will naturally gravitate towards it again. Mm. Okay? Now the second group that gets into strongholds, and this is a difficult one to deal with, yet sadly true, is most commonly through the influence of false teaching and skewed theology. Wow. That one is scary. Because what happens if, if I grew up teaching you that it doesn't matter if you're born again, if there was a curse on your father's life, hmm. the curse is following you. No matter what. No matter what. No matter how you pray. No matter how much you believe you are a son of God. So what is There's across? this thing like glue yes. that is working with you. It's like you, you stepped on it exactly. and it is, it is stuck on you now. There you go. Can and you imagine yet, there are people who believe yes, that? Yes. They believe that this is a family lineage curse. Hmm. This I think is, when you know the word, when, yes. when you... Pursue the word when you say, Lord, I want to know because I don't believe you created me and I love saying this. Yes. I didn't ask God to create me. <laughs> he created you. He said, listen, yes. let us create man. It was his idea. Now, can you imagine God's idea to create you and come and dump you here so that you can live in trouble, in lack, in curses of fathers or even ancestors that you never met? Yes. Because you've been told it was your great grandfather. There I never met go. him. But I am living his life. Is that God? But you need the word of God to, to shine on you so that that blindness can go. Let me give you the skewed theology. Okay. Specific. That yeah. has to do with curses. Mm -hmm. There's a scripture used for it. That's what I was telling you. It comes from. Mm. It's deadly because it comes from skewed, skewed theology. False teaching. Mm -hmm. It says, I am the God mm -hmm. who visits the sin of the fathers to the third and the fourth generation. Okay. It was in the Bible. God said it. Yes. So first of all, let us try and follow that model. Okay. It would mean you would have to know the sins of your father and your grandfather. But you know what this theology claims? It doesn't look for the sin of your fathers. It tells you your problem must prove that they sinned. Mm. That's already wrong. Okay? But here's the problem. Mm. The next verse says, and who puts blessings to their thousandth generation of those who love <laughs> me? How come that verse you don't know? Hmm. Of the blessings. Of the thousandth generation of those who love me. Hmm. And yet that is still Old Testament theology. Yes. So even if we were to stay with that only, hmm. I would rather say I'm in the lineage of the thousandth yes. who are blessed. How come we don't find those? How come we are finding the fourth generation of the cast only? Hmm. Everywhere. We don't seem to find anybody say, by the way, this one, eh? him there's no cast. Him this is the thousandth generation. That tells it's a skewed theology. Hmm. Number two, in the very same Old Testament that God says no more mm. no more shall the father chew 
and the bad taste is felt, I'm paraphrasing, in the, in the mouth, mouth of, of the sons. sons yes. No more shall the father's sin be called upon his son. Mm. Everybody will be judged for themselves. That we do not know. So, how <laughs> would I remove one way? You can go the skewed teaching way, and you know what you'll do? You will fast. That's how you deal with demons. You will pray and you will decree. Mm. And in some places, you'll give an offering. Supposedly to break the curse. Now, if it's laziness, I don't know how it will be broken. Mm. Because sometimes poverty comes from laziness. Yes. Sometimes it comes from, sometimes debt comes from bad decisions. Mm. I don't know how that will be broken by prayer, fasting, and decree. <laughs> yeah. All right? But if I show you these truths I've just shared, and your mind is renewed. Yes. And you realize, you mean, I don't have a curse. Yes. You mean, there's no such thing. So, the reason I'm not doing well is a practical reason that we can deal with. Mm -hmm. You're free. Yeah. You'll immediately come and right? if that is not true, then maybe I should just look at my processes. And see what, where I'm what going has wrong. I, yeah, what did the Bible say? What did I not hear? What and instruction so, did I not follow? Again, if you check that curse uh, uh, theology, yes. where they come and say, it is your ancestors or it is your father who did this, it is your mother who mm -hmm. did this. I mean, most of us can uh, attest. Yes. There are very few parents who can stand before God and say, They were good. I was good. Yes. And there are very few that the Lord will say, <laughs> Well this done. One. Well done. Just my behavior <laughs> is a lie. Well done. So, yes. when you see Christ on the cross and we say that he carried all the curses, he took yes. all the curses, so that we can live That's free. why we taught the term redemption. Redemption. An act by God, nothing to do with you. And if God now said, I am redeeming you yes. back to myself how can i bring you back to me with curses and the how comes these curses are not letting go even when you're on your way to god listen even if you believed in curses yes. what is the term i use even believed. if you believed yes. not that they were believed because mm -hmm. if you believe they will manifest okay we read a scripture when we're talking about the myth of easter the crucifixion it says christ became a curse for us all hmm took all the curses. He took. If he took the curses, why are you collecting them? Mm, why are you taking them back? Where are you taking them to? Do you see how powerful? So mm. the enemy, again, will allow that teaching. I think also sometimes, I remember there's a time we had a conversation, an yes. in-person, where we said, okay, stop. Let's go through these things like one by one. Where you say, you know why I believe I have a curse? I'm mm. always losing jobs. Mm -hmm. Keep the jobs aside. Mm -hmm. Look at you. Yes. Question you and say, wait, on the first job, what happened? Follow the process to see how you lost that job. Yes. Go to the second one and see the process. And don't look for other people. Look Be at where, see yourself in the picture. Where was I when all this was how happening? How did I behave towards the boss? You might find the problem of why you lose jobs. Yes. Somebody else says, listen, in our family, we all get divorced. You say, stop. Yep. Go back to your family. You might not know what the others are saying, but go to you and look at yourself and say, let me go through the process. I was married. I'm divorced. Let me go through the process. And one of the good things to check in a family like that. Yes. What are our core beliefs mm. about marriage? Yes. What were we nurtured with? Mm. What did we understand? Listen, Jesus said, my people perish. For lack of knowledge. Not because of the devil. Lack of knowledge. All right. Hmm. Do you see where we're dealing with this? And here we're talking of knowledge of God. S simple. <laughs> That's why and he says my, mine, which means they have no knowledge of my ways. Yes. Okay? Yeah. And he says because you have rejected knowledge, hmm. not because knowledge is absent. 
You've rejected. It was not presented the to you. Because you have rejected. rejected. How do you reject knowledge? You take other knowledge. Mm. Here you are so strong on cultural concepts. Mm. Yes. On the cultural model of marriage. On how it must be done. You must fulfill <laughs> all the cultural things. Then you say divorce is high in our family. Mm. But now you want to bring the solution to the kingdom. But the process was cultural. Mm. Simple things. When in fact, to, many yeah. times in counseling, mm. we just walk the people through. No major thing. And as we walk, you begin to highlight the issues. And most of the time people say, I now see where the problem yes. is. And notice we are talking about renewing of your mind. That's it. Let me tell you, when we tell you that every time you think, whether, whether you had the words from God or from men, you think in pictures. Those pictures, <laughs> they are framed in your mind. That frame stays, meaning it has if, emotions, this, if it you has see feelings. these pictures here, you see the way it's, uh, this frame is here. Yeah. This is how they are in your mind. They are tangible, meaning when you see that picture in your mind, it brings back the emotions and the feelings as exactly. of the same day when that picture yes. was taken. Yes. Those emotions come back. You recreate the picture again and your life doesn't change. So exactly. if you're in a marriage yes. and you saw a marriage break, maybe you're brought up by parents who broke up, yeah, and you, you experienced you. that. Yes. Those pictures are still here. Now we always tell people before you get married, counseling is not finding out how we are going to do the wedding. No. Where will we do the wedding? Oh, Which ground, indoor or outdoor? That's not counseling. an event manager. <laughs> no crisis there. That's that. Yes. Counseling means we are going back to say, listen, mm. how are you brought up? Yes. And you, how are you brought up? If this person was brought up without a father, we have to deal with that. Exactly. Because he does not have a father model, a, a father figure, mm -hmm. unless he went out of his way to do. If you're brought up by a single mother, yes. we say, listen, there's, there's there might be an issue of you almost wanting to mother your husband you because go. I always see my mother being the strong one. She's the one who was in control. We say that, listen, in your place, you uh, in your marriage, you come and say, you know what? Um, I was brought up in a polygamous family. Yes. What did you come with? Yes. You might have come with rejection, yep. resentment, many hatred, things. Yes. many things. So counseling is where we come through and say, listen, let's go back. We renew your mind we are renewing before, before marriage. Enter marriage. Yes. Everything renewing. is about renewal of the mind. Yes. Get a new understanding of what is this thing called marriage. What mm. does it look like? Yes. Where is it coming from? Talking of which we've, we've just almost completed the updated edition of Marriage as God Intended. The yes. e-book is coming out soon mm -hmm. where we, de we dig a bit into some of those issues. Yes. Because we've discovered many times you do not cancel people for marriage. We don't do that. Mm -mm. We renew their mind and they get married. They don't need us. Yes. Because they know what they're about, where they are going, and what their, their life is about. So everything, we have to understand, we've been taught that it is the environment that shapes us. No. It is what happens. Listen, mm. this is my famous statement. Yes. Nothing happens to you until it happens in you. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So when I see things happening to you, there's a connection to mm. something that happened in, in you. There's, there's a way you're postured. There's a way you're operated. There's a decision you make. There's a process you're involved in. Consciously or unconsciously. Mm -hmm. but you are and involved. that's what the master class is about. Yes. Where we tell you we are going through looking for these frames that you've hung in your mind. 
we are removing them yes. we are tearing them why because we are saying no let's have new pictures that are going to form a pleasant future yes and maybe before we finish you need to talk about our master class so we're inviting you to our master class and before i conclude listen to this in this module we'll be discussing the four habits that you need to inculcate if you want to be able to effectively function in the impartation of the power to produce wealth the truth is that even though God has committed by covenant to give us the power to produce wealth, which is released by impartation from a sent one, it will still require that you as an individual be accurately configured by inculcating these four habits so that you can not only create but also maintain and increase wealth. This very foundational teaching is vital for you to be able to operate in the power to produce wealth and this is because we are all people from different generations, raised by different parents, who earned different incomes and had different values. They were born into different economies, of course, in different parts of the world, which is usually in conflict with how the kingdom economy works. And therefore, we tend to want to apply these different beliefs, perspectives and experiences to how the power to produce wealth outworks. This will always end up in failure and disappointment. This teaching will reshape and reprioritize how the power to produce wealth works by restructuring the behaviors that will best serve you and make it easier to fully benefit from the power or the impartation of the power to produce wealth. This will result in you not only being able to produce kingdom wealth, but also maintain and increase it. As you've seen, it's not as simple as where you've come from or who you are or what's going on around you. It's a little deeper than that. And if we are really going to walk in what God says, there has to be a process by which we are literally renewed in our mind. Yes. So that we can now embrace and walk in the fullness of who God made us to be. Listen, the Joseph who God showed people will bow down to him. Yes. And the Joseph that was bowed down to were two different Josephs. Mm. The journey he went through, he had to become someone else to fulfill what God wanted. So there are many things you do know God has promised and said you will be. But your present mindset... Mm is the problem that's what's in the way. And in this masterclass, that's what we deal with. Why is this masterclass important? This is our reality, yes. our journey. We have walked, some of you in the masterclass will hear our stories. We've been there. We know what it is to walk through all those environments of bills and debts, mm -hmm. get into mm -hmm. great debt, pray, yes. declare, decree, <laughs> fast, then God says, stop, are we going to have a conversation? Yes. Then we have the conversation. Then we start the journey. And we didn't know when we were starting the journey to mm. arrive to where we were yeah. that we were building a pattern, a path that others can follow. Maybe follow. that's why we kept asking God, until when? <laughs> How long? You know? But I think for yes. us, when you look, at, when you look back now, yes. and we say that surely the kingdom has a process. Yes. And it is possible for God to take you from wherever. You know, there's some people who feel like, listen, I'm in debt. Mm -hmm. You just don't understand. Huh. And heaven tells you, listen, mm -hmm. I'm God. Yes. The one who said, let there be. Absolutely. And there was. But you know what? As long as your mind is blind, yes. it is dark. Absolutely. You must allow the light of the word of God to yes. shine so that you can see how to get out of where you are yes. to where you ought to be. But Absolutely. you know what? To get out of debt, you always promise people, you will work. It's a journey, but it is, <laughs> it is worth not every step. <laughs> it is. It is worth every process. Yeah. And I can tell you with confidence in my heart, yeah. we have zero debt from a place where we owed millions. 
so we know what we're talking about. It's a beautiful place to be. It is a beautiful <laughs> place to be. In our next uh, discussion, yes. we'll be talking about the process of renewing our minds. Remember now, we've learned that we have enemies. This is how to, we have weapons and this is how to destroy the enemies. Now we need to start the process of renewing our minds. Keep tracking. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, the Cyrus community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.